I don't know. Happy January sixth. It's a little late, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the time this comes out, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I <laughs> oh yeah, because this is our. This will be at the end of the month. Holy shit. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah, pretty pretty on. I had a pretty uneventful January sixth. <laughs> yeah. It is weird that like I remember what I was doing. Like everyone says that about nine eleven, and like I, I think for a lot of like, well, this is like NPR NPR listeners. This is like their nine eleven. Yeah, this is our nine eleven. Yeah, but I I do remember like what I was doing because I was living in Kalamazoo and like I I didn't have a job at the time, so I think I was just like making dinner downstairs, and uh, I think I had like AirPods in, and I think I had Hassan's stream pulled up on my phone because oh. like he was doing live like reaction coverage of it and i think he, i think he had like 100k like viewers because it was like insane yeah but that's it that's all i remember just kind of listening to his commentary while i'm making salmon and brussels sprouts like huh that's interesting i feel like it like i do remember but just because it was like any other day a year before and after that because i was yeah just at home because of covid <laughs> you know so, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was just home and yeah, yeah i i pro- i'm sure i watched i was watching his stream at least for some of it too but it's, it's pretty dumb it's pretty dumb yeah <laughs> yeah <it is. laughs> welcome back to there will be duds ladies and gents uh this is episode 82 and i'm your co-host TJ, aka J Spot Jack Cheese, and with me as always. Uh, as always, I'm Nick, aka Dr. Funk on Twitch, and I have hate in my heart today. <laughs> I was gonna say, is this another a beef beef? <laughs> How is that? We got beef. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, uh, speaking of just like being just like 9 11, we watched a movie <laughs> this week, and not just because of the what the movie's called. I guess there's. I guess I didn't really think about that. <laughs> I meant the movie watching experience. Those pussies, they didn't they could have they should have put 911 in this movie. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like, "Whoa, look up in the sky in that airplane. Is that Kim Jong Un and and Chris Brown? What are they doing?" And then it hits the, the twin towers. And then someone's like, "That's messed up." Yeah. Okay. And continue. <laughs> oh no! But they, if if it was two guy, if it was Chris Brown and Kim Jong Un, they would have been like, "Oh, they're gay because it's two guys." <laughs> <laughs> See, this is funny. Why wasn't the movie funny? <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> the movie is yeah. a disaster movie from two thousand eight, <sighs> directed by uh, Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer. It ostensibly follows a guy named Will who is having relationship issues with his girlfriend. So he's like trying to win her back. And also he has like a premonition that the world is about to end. And then it like kind of is sort of, it's, it's all very sudden and weird. And he (laughs) has to save the world. And there's a parade of, references it's really just a a a, a framework to just sh- shovel in as many topical for the time 
uh, yeah. reference movie references that you know all have aged poorly, but uh-huh. some have aged into obscurity to where I'm sure, like there was a handful of times where I had to be like, "What is that referencing?" I think I got. I think I got most of them, but I had to like, yeah, because Kalia watched it with me, and I had oh, to be like, God. "Oh, I think this is that. This is that." The one I wasn't sure of was if his friend Calvin. If yeah. he was like I felt like he was supposed to be a character because of like how he was dressed. He looked like kind of out of place, he, but he wasn't like as he was yeah, he wasn't a reference. He I wonder he almost he looks like um here my me of Craig Robinson. That's what he made me think that, of. It. And I was like I was like did Hot Tub Time Machine come out? At this time, I, yes, I was gonna say the guy from Hot Tub Time Machine or The Office, and I was like, and it's not because I think all black people look the same. <laughs> it's because it's because he's, I, it's I he's of, fat and black. Yeah, all fat people look the same. Yes, <laughs> I think he had, he had a similar like hairstyle and like facial hair, and and I think that, that like I felt like the sort of like, the baggy shirt. Yeah, and like the sweater, the, the, flannel sweater, or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I yeah. definitely think that's kind of what they were going for. Was like that type of guy like the the way like the wacky like wisecrack and black sidekick like that's what they were going for yeah uh this is one of the 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 most soulless just i i so it's on peacock so i watched it on peacock and i watched it this morning which is not how i wanted to start my morning but literally the whole time I watched it like this, like I I don't think I laughed one time. I think the one time I came the closest to laughing, I don't know if it's gonna be the same thing. It was it was like such a stupid thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, where Batman was like, "I'm Batman," and she was like, "I'm Princess," and it. It it just it was so stupid that it almost got me, but I still did not. That not, was ooh. that was a close to like laugh, a chuckle, I guess. Almost. But no, part that kind of got me, uh-huh. just because I was like, "Are they gonna actually do it?" Because that's like really fucked up. It was it was <laughs> when Anton Sugar killed that kid, <laughs> oh, killed the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, yeah. here's the, because we knew we we saw that one ahead of time that that Anton yeah. Sugar was gonna be in it, and then he's got the thing, and I was like, okay, yeah, but that's just there for the reference, right? And then he does like, <laughs> and, then he like <laughs> and everything leading up to it was dumb. He's like, oh yeah, call it, oh yeah, that's the scene, oh yeah, it's uh, like everything else, like they're just doing the things that people know, but then like he actually kills, he kills the kid. It. <laughs> <laughs> so you know. Yeah, uh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> the Wikipedia article for this movie is also very funny, like reading the plot. The guests include Junie, Dr. Phil, Will's best friend Calvin, and Anton Chigurh, among others. <laughs> just like the the way that like all of the pop culture references are inserted, it just makes this movie look like a fever dream, which it kind of is. Like... I didn't I didn't take a shitload of notes because I feel like if I took note for everything that like I didn't like or found objectionable, I would have I would have just run out of space. 
<laughs> started out strong with a poop joke, though. I was like, all right, how else are you going to start this? No, actually, see, this is this is one of those ones that might have aged into obscurity because it wasn't like a super popular, or I don't think it's, it's not a movie that stayed as much as some of the other ones. But no, yeah. the first joke, the first reference is 10,001 BC because there was yeah. a movie yeah. called 10,000 BC at the time. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember that. I never saw it, but I remember like it as a movie. So, so you have from like the very first moments of the movie, you have an example of how stupid this movie is because they literally do the SpongeBob and Patrick. Hey, you know what's funnier than 25? 26. Because <laughs> that's the joke. It's they added one to the number 10,000. <laughs> and that's the joke. And then. They do it again in the movie because they have Speed Racer show up in the later five and on, a half, whose racing number is five, and they do five and a half because it's a parody. What are the? What are those? Is it the Police Academy movies that do that or uh, Naked Gun? There's like a, the Naked Gun, oh, yeah. like one and a half. Like outrageous edition, right? Or, or something like no, that. No, no, no. That's what they were called. Like the theatrical releases. It's Naked Gun, Naked Gun two and a half, and then three yeah. and a third. But at least it, there's like, yeah, those are dumb. But I don't put those on the same level as this because it's literally like it's a reference to something that we're adding a number to. It's it's I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like that's but, like, like a brilliant joke, but yeah, they're like making jokes about like sequel numbers. But it's it's like that, yeah. I think I think disaster movie was tr- was like aping that, but obviously in a very dumb and stupid way. There was one thing that I I mean I found all of this movie objectionable, but one thing that I'm glad that they sort of stopped doing early on. I was like, if they're gonna do these dumb parodies, but then also like include weird social commentary bits in there, like I'm going to hang myself. Like the social, co- no, I guess not. Not as much social commentary, but, like, commentary on, like, those types of movies or, like, like the Miley Cyrus being crushed by the asteroid. And it's just basically being like, yeah, I'm actually Miley Cyrus and Hannah Montana, and I'm just using this to sell CDs and trick kids into liking, like, just overtly, like, or, like, with Juno, when she's just, like, she's like, yeah, or I don't know if it's she says it or if someone else says it to her. But it's just like basically saying like, yeah, I speak in entirely outdated pop culture references that no one understands. Get it? Like, di- like taking pot shots at Juno and for writing a character that's like for writing now, a character. Yeah, which now it is kind of cringe in that sort of like. I have to be careful because she's literally watching Gilmore Girls out there right now. Oh, but, <laughs> like in that sort of like Gilmore Girls like. Speaking entirely like in pop culture references and witty banter that's unrealistic. It's like disaster movie. You're taking shots at like that writing style that was popular and you're making disaster movie right now. Like glass houses. Don't throw asteroids (laughs) in glass houses. I I actually made a note about that interaction. It's when she's talking to the Calvin Klein model guy at the the party. And she just like keeps saying stuff and he's like getting increasingly confused and I was like, I was like, this is, this is almost funny, but then they have to like bring attention to it. They can't just like let it lie. They have to address 
why she's talking like that. Because he's, he's in... Because I don't remember. It's just, like, some of his reactions. I was like, oh, that's kind of a funny way to poke at Juno. Because, like, it, sure, would, yeah. be, it would be really annoying <laughs> to talk to somebody like that. But then he's got to yeah. be like, why are you talking like that? Oh, I'm talking pop culture reference, blah, 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 blah. And, like... Yeah, it, it's... Ex- yeah. We can't just make a joke. We have to overly explain it to the audience. Because they're stupid enough to go see Disaster Movie. So they need jokes explained to them. Or, like... Even, like, the references, because, like, there's at least, it might just be, I mean, there's references, you know, throughout this whole movie in, like, every scene, but there's a couple scenes in particular where they, it's, and I I think I use this term in the intro to the movie, but it's, like, they do, like, a parade of characters where they do it at at the house party, and it's literally just, like, they're just standing around. The characters are just standing around. And then they're like, oh, look, it's this person. And then it's like cuts it like camera yeah. cuts over to a parody character and they do something for it. Yeah. They're like, oh, Anton Chigurh's here. Da-da-da-da-da, and they do their thing. <laughs> and then and then it cuts back to another main character. And they're like, oh, now Justin Timberlake's here. And then he does a thing. And like yeah. they just do that for like a few. And they do it like. Da, 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 like back to back and it is that's like the that's like the worst parts to me I think is where yeah. it's like it's it's literally just back to back just look at this person look at this person look at this person and it's not like saying that like any of the other parts are good it's just, but like that is the yeah. part where I was like they kept going and I was just like sitting there just went like Jesus Christ some of these scenes are really really long too like really drawn out for like a bad joke like the high and school musical like, uh, yeah it just kept going and i was like oh like the runtime is already like an hour 17 i thought i saw like hour 27 and i was like oh shit this is a tight 90 no the movie ended at like hour 17 and there was like 10 minutes of credits which is just it just seems insane for like a movie this dumb and shitty but i mean it was did you watch so did you look at the unrated version uh i i don't know i i don't think there's i don't think the only difference i think is that like instead of saying like and i'm dating so and so it's i'm fucking so and so at the end like that's it i so okay because in, okay, in the peacock version it just said we're dating so peacock didn't have the cataclysmic unrated edition apparently so I'm getting uh, Amadeus jealousy over there. I don't think it's the which, same. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Which it, it is. Speaking of that, it's weird that this is like a PG-13 movie. I feel like at least if it was like rated R, we they could have at least shown like Carmen Electra's boobs or something. <laughs> yeah, but they can sell more tickets if it's PG-13. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say something about the party scene though. For some reason, it made me think of Thanksgiving with the cranes because that's kind of how we did. I was thinking of that too. Did, yeah, yeah. The part- hey, John's here to cut the turkey. Exactly. Exactly. You know, oh, hey, so and so's here. Yeah, that is kind <laughs> of how Thanksgiving with the cranes feels. At the very least, those are characters that we made. So yeah. you know, there's a little something. To there's it, real yeah. jokes. I don't know. There's real jokes there too. Yeah. Man, what is what is Ike Barinholtz doing? with his life i don't know dude i i have like 
that that yeah, that guy has always annoyed me. I've like never fucking thought he was funny, and now he's like in. <laughs> He was in he was in Suicide Squad the 2016 one and then like since yeah. then he's like been in stuff because people like really liked him in that and so he's like had not like a huge resurgence but like somewhat of one like he's been in more stuff and there's like every time he shows <laughs> up it's just it, I it's it's just bad he's he's annoying he's just one of those guys that annoys me and he's like plays the most characters in this movie yeah yeah. Uh, because I kept seeing him and I was like, why do I know this dude? And I think it might have been Suicide Squad, but honestly, it's probably Mad TV. I think that's, that's I think, where I know him from the most. And I, don't, I can't remember any of the characters that he played in Mad TV, but just like his face, like, it just seems familiar. Yeah. Him and Juno and the Enchanted Princess... <laughs> and she played some other stuff too. Um, they're yeah. all like Mad TV alums, which kind of makes sense because like the comedy kind of made me think of like bad SNL and Mad TV yeah. like skits because like I think a majority of SNL skits are especially when they do like reference stuff like this. The the only thing is that like a lot of times they do at least SNL does like their own like original skits but like when they do want to like reference stuff it's it's almost just as bad as this and i'm not being like hyperbolic like i think that snl and mad tv is like pretty fucking terrible most of the time (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have a soft spot in my heart for some mad tv sketches Mm -hmm. but i think it's mostly because like will sasso as kenny rogers is like doing jackass that shit that shit's timeless to me yeah and i mean like stewart's a fun a fun sketch yeah right stewart's fun i can't i cannot remember anything else from mad tv like yeah like original characters like that's why i was making a a little bit of a distinction like most of the time they're still not like that funny but the original character stuff isn't like it's not as bad as this kind of yeah. stuff. Mad TV was just like not afraid to be more racist about it. Yeah. Like Miss Swan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I don't really know if there... Because I, I was like, I had like a list going down of a... It was my... I feel like there's like a better way to like phrase this, but I, I, it was like two, 2000s bad comedy bingo. And I had uh, misogyny, sexism, homophobia, pedophilia... uh, trans jokes short people jokes i don't was there racism that's that'd be a one big one that Uh, they missed if oh i don't i don't you know what i don't i not that i can remember there were a lot of like ha dudes in dresses yeah that yeah like 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 trans stuff and yeah which like they even say it in near the end in the museum I, i yeah i didn't write down like a transgender joke when they did the sex in the city thing, even though it was literally just Sarah Jessica Parker is a guy. But then later on with the princess, she's like, didn't you know I'm a tranny? And yeah. It's like, okay. It's like, okay. Oh, I, can, I can check that one off. <laughs> check it off. Yeah. And I wonder if the Sarah Jessica Parker thing is just because of like that South Park episode. Do they do something where the, she's a guy? No, it's more like, I think the whole joke is like she has a horse face. Oh, yeah, Which I think that that's like the entire joke. So I guess, I guess maybe that is like 
common a common thing be like, oh, Sarah Jessica Parker has mannish features sometimes, I guess. She's yeah. a very angular jawline and nose, I guess. So I guess that yeah. that's masculine. I I half wondered if that was it too, because yeah, I know she I've I've Maybe racism. Maybe. Well, but uh, but it's also based on a character that I think is also probably racist, the love guru. Oh, it's a white dude yeah, doing a, a like that's a like gr- sort of like Indian accent. Right. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, I guess this one still is guilty of racism, but that is like it's tangential racism because they're just parodying yeah. the love guru. If the love Which guru is- was not racist. <laughs> yeah. And they were just parodying yeah. the Love Guru, then it wouldn't be, but it is. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, tangential. <laughs> uh, I feel like the Amy Winehouse <clears throat> shit, especially, didn't hold up very well because <laughs> yeah, like right. she died like two years later of an yeah. overdose. So it's just like, haha, get it? She has addiction problems. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> is that it? It says it parodied I Am Legend. What did it parody? I don't, yeah. What? I mean, they had Hancock. I'm on the Wikipedia, just as films and TV shows, and it says I Am Legend. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. They did Hancock, (laughs) but that's only. Yeah. Some of them were so lazy. Like, I mean, most, I mean, they were all lazy, obviously, but like the one part where he's just like, hold on. I gotta answer my good smartphone, and he like pulls his shoe off to put it up to his head. And oh, I missed that there's, line. Okay. There's poo poo on the shoe. <laughs> there's that that extended scene where they're like, "Oh, is it here? No. Oh no, it's yeah, over that one, here." <laughs> that was one that no, went wait, on no, for I think way too long. Just, yeah, we get it. He there's poo poo. Man, we I understand. Don't, usually, I like you know I splice in like clips, like scenes from the. Movie. <laughs> I don't think I want to with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to watch them again. I just I don't want to subject anybody to that <laughs> to have you watch it. <laughs> There's like nothing good or like funny about this. It's not even like. Ugh, I don't know. I I'm I still will probably do it here and there, but like there's just there's nothing significant. Even like our other like dud movies. There's been like reasons to insert clips, but yeah, I just I feel like there's just no reason. Like you hear us saying the things, and it's what happens on the screen, and like you you get the same experience out of hearing two guys sitting at microphones. It's it's the same experience <laughs> that you would get if you watched the movie because it's like about the same like production level and stuff. Yeah, it is. Most of the references are from like 2008 movies, which is pretty, pretty wild. Like, yeah, like were they waiting? Like they're like finishing shooting and then a movie comes out and they're like, wait, 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 shit. No, like there's extensive rewrites and reshoots so they can, you know, factor in these other scenes from other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes you think like how like what was the when did that just kind of like shows how like little how short the writing and production time was because they were doing like i i just checked the release date and this was august of 2008 so it wasn't even yeah. like the end of the year and they were doing iron man well i mean i guess you don't need you don't need to know the plot to know what they 
You don't really need yeah. to know much of the plots about them uh, to to be able to spoof them as far as they do in these movies. But yeah, like Indiana Jones was the same year, the King yeah. of the Crystal Skull one, and um, yeah. Which, well, yeah, the whole movie hinges on a crystal skull. Yeah, that was weird. That they just they're just like they just picked one of their references and they're like, yeah, we're gonna make that the plot. <laughs> like they could have picked any of them. They could have been like, oh yeah, you know, Will has to become the the dragon warrior because Kung Fu Panda's in it or whatever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was horrifying. The Alvin <laughs> and the Chipmunk sequence was particularly horrifying. Kalia was laughing at that, but just because I think she thought that, <laughs> she thought the puppets looked funny. <laughs> <laughs> she said it was the only funny part so yeah and of course you know they they hit it with an alvin yeah yeah i mean it was nice to see the juno character die and not be in the rest of the movie because <laughs> i was getting pretty sick of juno i was getting <laughs> yeah. pretty sick of it just like yeah it, we get it we get it yeah and it was so weird that like they decided to like because, like, your initial group that, you know, you're following Will, and then you go to his his party, and then, you know, the shit starts at the fan, and then kind of, I guess, you know, the plot starts to happen. Mm-hmm. And he leaves with, like, his group of friends, and it's three original normal. characters. Like, <laughs> three real normal people. people and then Juno. <laughs> <A> movie character. <laughs> For some fucking reason. Like, were they like, yes... <laughs> We struck gold with with uh. Juno. We are carrying her through the <laughs> through this movie. Like like it's it's either like have four normal characters or have four movie characters. You know what I mean? Or maybe yeah. the main guy like Will could be an original character, but then everybody. It's just weird to have one. It's it's just so weird. Well, they, I guess I guess they have the enchanted princess too. She well she like replace. Oh no, she replaces yeah. Kim Kardashian. Who like it's... thankfully dies after not too long. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, you're Didn't right. We... Yeah. That that that's that's more like natural for them to like like if if it had been say it was Will, uh, and his and Calvin and Kim Kardashian. I don't. Did they say her name in the movie? I don't know. Um, Lisa. I think her name is. Lisa. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember right? Yeah. So if it had been those three, and then like later on they like met up with Juno and she joined them, like they did with the Enchanted Princess, that wouldn't be as weird to me. Like if it was kind of yeah. like they were growing an ensemble of movie characters, that wouldn't be quite as strange. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I was about to make a point because like I don't know if you've seen uh, this sort of talk lately, but there was like an article about like nepo babies, right? Like nepotism in in Hollywood. And uh, it's just funny that, like, being a fail Nepo baby, <laughs> like, because all these other ones, you know, they have, you know, careers, like, they're, and they're usually pretty successful, like, uh, the girl from Stranger Things, Maya Hawk, you know, oh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawk, yeah, their yeah. child, you know, like, there's, they, you know, there's these pretty established actors and actresses and musicians, whatever, but, like, so Jason Friedberg, I think, and I think we looked this up when we initially yeah. pulled this. He's like the son of uh, Rick Friedberg, who's like, I guess he's only done two feature films. 
off the wall and spy hard. So like, again, oh, that's right. Yeah. Parody movies. But it's, it's at least like, you know, Leslie Nielsen is in spy hard. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's sort of and, like uh, legitimate spoofs. And uh weird Al does the, uh, the theme song. But it's just like, man, to be like that well connected to Hollywood. Cause like I was looking at this movie and they had like, uh, uh, like a world, like a, a real cinematographer or like a set designer or something like that. That's surprising. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oscar nominated production designer, William Elliott, who has done production design on the duo film since date movie did the production design for the sets. So it's like, they have these well, they're well connected. Like they have, you know, connections to cinematographers and writers and production designers. And they still just put out, massive piles of shit for all of their connections. <laughs> um did it say what movie that guy was Oscar nominated for? I'm just curious. Uh let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Oh shit, where you go? William Elliot. He doesn't have his name isn't blue on Wikipedia, so production designer. I wonder if he's done just like theater stuff. Uh, he's got William A. Elliott. Uh, known for The Untouchables, The Nutty Professor. That's probably it. Yeah. That'd be oh, my he guess. Did for the Starving Games. Oh, he's, he did... He's What is it with him and doing these parodies? Damn. Starving Games. Uh, Vampires Suck. Disaster Movie. Meet the Spartans. Epic Movie. Date movie, yeah, it's like all movie three. I mean, it's weird. I think that happens a lot with like, like crew. If you get like, you know, if if you have crew that works well with a director, yeah, that just you know you stick with them because you know they're like they're work buds. Yeah, and it's a paycheck. Like obviously, I'm not shitting on this dude for being like, yeah, whatever. These guys want to pay me to make their dumbass movie. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'll 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 do the set. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, there's uh oh yeah the the Hannah Montana part. We come back to that. Uh, there's I'm watching the scene and they're like they're referencing. <laughs> she's like oh the and those those like lewd photos of me that leaked online mm-hmm. were yeah. were not cool with me. Or she's like I did not approve of that. But my lingerie line is coming out soon and da da da. And I was like. I and also I know this because she's because I know Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus is a day older than me, so I know how old she is. Oh. <laughs> That's why I was providing context with why I know how old she is. Uh, so I was like, I was like, yeah, when this you movie... were one of those one of those guys with the the, the countdown clock. Yeah, you're like till Miley Cyrus turns eighteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, you know, knowing how old I was when this came out, I was like, she was, yeah. she was 15 years old when this movie came out. And I was like, I was like, did these guys know that? And then immediately after that, she's like, oh, and don't forget to catch my underage tape, concert tape. And I was like, oh, okay, they do know. They do know that she yeah. is not 18. Uh. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, because like I mean, I remember when that happened at the time because it was like took the internet by storm because it was like that. So that was like, a real know. thing. Yeah, photo. I think it was like photos. I don't know if it was like pictures of her partying or like there's like pictures of her. I think it was literally just like bikini pics with her and friends in like a hot tub or something oh, like God. that. Which it's like, yeah, she's like a a, a, a California Hollywood like 15 year old girl like hanging it's out like with normal her friends stuff. Of, yeah it's S- like not that unnatural to like stuff yeah that you we're see gonna on... do take take pics with my friends but like yeah because she was like a super highly scrutinized person and like she had like a I think disney the whole thing, show and stuff she had a disney show and i think miley cyrus was also just like super jesusy at the time i think she had done like christian music or something like that yeah. she was seen as like a wholesome mm-hmm. like character to like because that was like the whole thing is like when when all that stuff came out about like her more wild side partying drinking you know taking sexy pics or whatever people were like you're supposed to be a role model for children Mm -hmm. and then you know people got mad at her and and then her her life kind of i think she i think she's gotten it more like on the straight and narrow now or at least she's more open with who she is but it was like the the Disney child star pipeline right yeah is awful mm-hmm. and it's like you know she's I think she got out semi unscathed but yeah there's still you know some stuff to deal with I think yeah yeah for sure yeah I think yeah relative to to some of the other ones um yeah she she probably did all right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe like Wrecking Ball was a bit of an overcorrection because I feel like after like the Hannah Montana shit, she was like, actually, I smoke weed and I get <laughs> naked. It's like, all right, yep, yeah, we get it. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with moving on. It was cool when Anton Chigurh killed a guy, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, that's about it. Oh no, there was there was one thing that I I did want to mention that I was <clears throat> about the the ending. Uh uh-huh. Oh, actually two things because did you cuz you mentioned how long the the credits were. Do you know why the credits are so long? Did you watch into I'm, the I mean, I did they do did they do spoof credits? They do like no, not really. They do. Oh, I saw like the outtakes and like the yeah. alternate cuts and alternate scenes. I okay, did see yeah. those. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was that was it. So there, there was. I just wanted to see if you had watched those or not. Yeah. Um, because they're also reluctantly not funny. But but that was like the the most that I was like, you know, kind of chuckling at the movie is the bloopers because bloopers are just inherently funny. Yeah. Like when, uh. Yeah, the train. That was yeah, the train one. You that know. was funny, but it's not anything that they wrote for the movie. You know, it was just yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, the the ending. So there's uh, <clears throat> they go to the place where they got to put the the crystal skull, which is going to end the world unless it's placed back at its altar at the Natural History Museum in New York City. <laughs> um, besides that, uh, sure, yeah. Uh, Tony Cox, the Indiana Jones is, uh, he like throws his whip at the, at, like a lamp and then he goes to like swing cause he's going to like put it on the altar or whatever or something like that. 
and then but then he gets like stuck up in the fan and then thrown out the window i was like when and then when he's gone uh will like picks up his hat and he grabs the the whip and he yeah you know whips the the lamp too and i was really hoping i was like i was like man if they want to actually like like maybe do like a decent joke or like the the best way to end the movie i really wanted him to because his girlfriend's like she's like oh no don't it's you know or she i think she's like why why are you whipping that it's only like 10 feet away yeah and i what i really wanted to happen was he's he's like no i got this i wanted him to swing get caught up in the fan and also get thrown out the window and then the world (laughs) just blows up that would have been the way to end the movie (laughs) yeah yeah if they wanted to like actually yeah that would have been good yeah they should have called him Shindiana Jones, because that's how tall he is. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, See, like they can't even do anything like that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hire me, Jason and Aaron. <laughs> I got, I got, I got ideas. I got some ideas. Um. Yeah, and even in the bloopers, they had like another little person joke, like in their bed. It was like, and I'm no, dating so and so. Movie. Was it in the actual movie? Is that is that the end when they're doing like the and I'm dating so-and-so, and I'm dating so-and-so. No, no, it's at the very beginning. Um, They're like... Because it's Flavor Flav. Yeah, he comes out, and then she's like... And then when his girlfriend leaves after that, she's like, and I'm taking JoJo with me. And then uh, it's like a little guy, and he's like, oh, no, not JoJo. So. I like also that they reference like two commercials, which is like... If you want something to age the worst, reference commercials from the time. Yeah. The, the um, what was it? Like, uh, you know, maybe my parents do because they love commercials and ask me about them every time I see them. Yeah, the AT&T one or, or yeah, whatever the fuck that was. That one I was like, I, like when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I remember that. But maybe they, if they had referenced ShamWow, like that, I feel yeah. like. ShamWow is one of the few commercials that have any staying power just because, like, that dude is insane. I definitely remember uh, Head On. I, like, yeah. for sure remember that one. But it was still dumb and just, like, yeah. so jarring. Like, it was literally, like, because it was after the Alvin and the Chipmunks bit. And he's like, he's like, oh, are you okay, babe? And then she's like, yes, I think I'm okay. <laughs> but I do have a headache cut away to head-on reference for like a solid minute yeah and then cut back and she's like oh my headache's gone so it's just it's <laughs> like oh you you could take you could just pop that out and yeah the movie would be yeah. a minute shorter so you know it'd be better <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's just the the like uber blatant just setups are like the worst it's it's like and that's why that you know like i said when they're like at the party or the other part is like when they're on the street and which i know is a lot but there's like a part where out there on the street and they do the same thing they're like oh look it's iron man here's iron man he does a thing for a little bit smushed by a cow yeah oh yeah that's right he's getting smushed by a cow and then like oh no now there's Hellboy, he gets pushed by a cow. 
oh, now there's Bruce Banner. It's just like the pointing out, like, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. Yeah. It's 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 almost like that like family guy, like, oh, that's almost as crazy as the time we went to Hellboy's house for New Year's Eve. Yeah. But it's like at yeah. least then it's like a cutaway and there's like a joke. This is literally I'm here. Remember how I kind of sound like? Oh, anyway, time to die. And like that's yeah. it. that's like the joke. It's like the whole the first up until like the night of the museum shit, the first like 45 minutes to an hour is like four of them running into a room, the four huddling around each other like, what are we going to do? Uh-oh, here comes the sex in the city, ladies. They have their thing, they fight, and then they run, and then they, four of them, they huddle together in a room again. Oh, what are we going to do now? Uh-oh, here comes Snoop Dogg. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the cow thing, too. That was... Uh, that and the tornado that was a reference to Twister, yeah. Which was they, they say it by name, like, oh, it's like that thing in Twister, yeah. I think there is a line. Well, they, I think that think they might just yeah. say that it's a Twister or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, and which was so fucking weird because I'm and and I'm looking at the list now, and and yeah. It, They're all like, movies from the 2000s. It's like 2006 <laughs> to 2008, and then there's Twister from 96. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, why Why did they pick <laughs> that one as, like, the outlier? I almost thought it was, like, Monty Python, like, when they, when they oh. catapult the, clo- the cow. Yeah. It wouldn't have been weird if there was other, you know, if they if there was like a Independence Day reference or like a Die Hard reference, yeah. or like other older stuff. But like it was the only one, and it's just yeah, weird. It's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so many bizarre decisions. It's it's the Juno of the group of references. You know, it's the yeah. <laughs> they had to have one stand out. It's weird seeing all like how many references there are and like according to the Wikipedia that I didn't get because all the ones that I did get are just they're so obvious. Like yeah. if, if they don't like literally point out like, hey, it's this person, hey, it's this thing, it's like it's so like zoom zoned in and like focused on. Like they like cut away to show Hancock for like just a scene. And, like, that's it. Right. So it's like, I don't know. You're telling Yeah, it says it references the Matrix Revolutions, but I, I don't yeah. I don't recall. An Inconvenient Unless Truth? Or is that just because the world... She says it. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I... When, the, when that. It's, at the, it's at the party scene, where <laughs> Juno's talking to somebody, and she's like, you know, Home Skillet, it may be an inconvenient truth, but it's oh, actually okay. global warming. Like oh, okay. that's, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know where the Matrix Revolutions references, unless it's like when he's like bending the bullet. Is that a reference to something that? No? That's that's wanted. Oh, uh, this is a movie okay. with uh, Angelina Jolie and James McAvoy, and there's a scene where she like yeah. stands in front of him and she's like telling him to to curve the bullet and. Oh, um, okay. That part was almost funny too. I wish that he had just shot her because like they he like <laughs> curves it around and it comes back and like hits her 
And I think yeah. it would have been funnier if it just didn't curve at all. If he just shot her in the head. He's <laughs> like, yeah, all right, okay, cool. And bop. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is a uh it's it's a yeah, it's a it's a dud. It's a yeah catastrophe. It's a uh huge pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. It's a disaster, you could say. Yep. Very yeah, very uh apt title. Just maybe not in the way that they had intended. <laughs> um <laughs> It's it's one it's one of the worst ones we've watched I think for the show so far. It 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 very well may be the worst, but man, I'm looking at the list and we've watched some really god awful pieces of shit movies. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is it? But like, it, it's the, the it's it's so hard to be like, yeah. But like, calling any of these like better, even if it's better than like other piles of shit it's like it doesn't feel right they're all like at the bottom you know i would put the i would put this below bedeviled yeah i'd probably put it below bedeviled the ones that i'm looking at that i'm comparing it to are like alone in the dark the last airbender uh you know i guess i would probably put it below suicide squad and justice league um <laughs> no fucking Ike Barinholtz is in Suicide Squad too. Um, <laughs> yeah, Justice League is always the that's the marker that I use. It's like would I would I rather watch because Justice League is four hours long, so it's like it's yeah. so much more demanding. It's like would I rather watch Justice League over this? And most of the time, I say like no, I would rather watch the one that I just watched. This time, I don't know. It's it's a toss up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a. I don't know. I can't even think of a good potato reference. It's just it's just a spoiled rotten, <laughs> like moldy potato that you grab and it just dissolves into dust. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, because usually. You know, I try to give some benefit of the doubt with duds. I try to be like, well, the the cinematography was competent. You know, I try to I try to find the you know, the program was nice at your shitty play. I try to find some sort of like redeeming quality, but there really isn't any in this like <laughs> whatsoever. This is like one of the most joyless just soulless movie going experiences I've ever had. It's just <laughs> I hate. I hated it. There was no redeeming qualities whatsoever. This is, um, this is just yeah. It's a. It's like it's like one of those like liquid potatoes. It's like so rotten that when you pick it up, it just like squishes out that juice. (laughs) Yeah. And I just want to put it in a like potato gun and shoot Ike Barinholtz in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that and it's just, but that juice yeah. is the juice from Space Jam. Some it's, movie uh, reference. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at the list. There's no, there's no juicy. It's the oh, the juice is the cream of mushroom placenta, I guess, inside of juno because what the fuck was that no when she's like i think my water broke and then they like it's this like oh. goopy like it looks like cum 
like that like yeah. sprays all over the two guys i'm like what is that supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess it's supposed to be you know the pl- placenta or whatever yeah placenta or whatever the the amniotic fluid or whatever the fuck but like i don't think it looks like that no i don't know no <laughs> None of this is real. <laughs> no. Um. Well, speaking of cum shot, here's an ad break. <laughs> <laughs> but are we back though? Yeah, I'm thinking we're back. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So last night we watched the menu, which we I only saw one trailer for it, and I think it was. I don't even remember what it was for. It was like a, a movie we saw in theaters. And like, that's how I heard mm. about it. And then two weeks went by and then it was on HBO Max. And so we got home last night from, uh, we went to Chloe's family's sort of belated Christmas party. And we were like, well, we should watch a movie. And so we put on the menu. We kind of were interested in it. Uh, it's directed by <clears throat> Mark Mylod, who has directed a ton of episodes of Succession. Oh, okay. Maybe he's, that that's he's done like thir- he's done all like the season finales, but he's directed like thirteen episodes of Succession. Okay, um, so that's I think that's kind of what he's known for. And uh, there is one dude from Succession in it. Um, I don't know his name. He's like the Asian dude from the first episode that like I think Kendall buys out his company or something like that. Uh, uh, okay. He's. I think him and he shows up a few more times, but I don't know if he's in later seasons. But he he was in it. Um, so yeah, it's how much how much do you know about it first? So I kind of I know it's like a horror or like adjacent or something like that. It's like I didn't know much about it. I just heard a lot that like people were really liking it and i'm like hey i really like ray fines the i don't know it sounds it or it looks interesting yeah but then like it when it came on hbo i was like trying to see if kalia wanted to watch it so i put on a trailer and then i was like oh this is not what i was expecting at all and then i was like i kind of wish i didn't watch a trailer because i would have rather been like surprised because i thought it was just like a drama or like a maybe like a like a dark comedy or something it's, like that but it looks like it's kind of like a mix of those yeah. genres with some horror or something like that yeah or like suspense maybe it's yeah i would say it's it's very much like it leans more into like sort of the dark comedy aspect yeah um yeah it is i feel like every movie is trying to be like a like a knives out type movie now like yeah it's it's not necessarily like a whodunit or like a murder mystery type thing, but it's kind of like a dinner party setting and like you're trying to figure out what's going on and like mm-hmm. if there's going to be a twist, what's the twist going to be sort of thing. So it, it kind of has those elements to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, without going too much into spoilers, I thought it was I thought it was fun. It's a fun movie. Um, it's uh, I don't know. I don't I don't think is it's as deep as maybe some people think that it is, or maybe that the movie mm. itself thinks that it is. Cause like there is a sort of element of like, like class to it. Like, yeah, th- there, there's like reference to like 
the people who eat and the people who make like sort of like service industry versus the customers. That sort of idea is, is played around with a little bit. And it's mm. like, if you want to do like class analysis, it's like, well, Parasite came out a couple of years ago. And I feel like that's <laughs> rec- like the most recently, like one of the better movies to sort of showcase that distinction. And it's yeah. like, it does it with much more depth, I guess. Fin- not to say yeah. This movie doesn't, it's not to say that this movie doesn't have depth, but I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's hard to say without spoiling it, but it is. Okay. I thought it was fun. The Ray Ray Fiennes is great. Ray Ray's yeah. he's he's pretty great in it. I would say. Um, cool. Also, there's another dude in it that, <laughs> that I was like, where have I seen him before? And he's like the roommate character from Broad City. Did you ever see that show? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, here and there. I think in in um, Broad City, he speaks with like a thick accent. I think he's like he's a he's an immigrant trying to attain his citizenship. So he's like, he's speaking in a very thick, I don't know if it's like South American or where he's from. Yeah. But in this okay. movie, I looked up like, the cast list. That's the guy that I was thinking of. But yeah. it's like in this movie, he, he speaks normal. I was like, oh, okay. Oh. They had him, they had him just put on a very heavy accent, which yeah. is like, okay. Yeah. It was whatever. But, uh, Anya Taylor Joy's pretty fun. <laughs> There is a part because, like, I I don't know. I have some other friends in like a Discord, and one of the guys really likes Anya Taylor Joy, and everyone else oh, kind of okay. makes fun of him because, like, she just kind of has weird facial features. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and there's like one part in the movie where she just kind of says, "Oh, it looks like my eyes were bigger than my stomach," and I'm like, "You're telling me." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah. come on, you made her say that line when she looks <laughs> like that. That's <laughs> uh, not fair. <laughs> yeah, I like her as an actress, but I'm yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I yeah, she does have a strange face. This one of the one of my co old coworkers is like, yeah, when they feed her, they should just take a little like bottle of flakes and tap it above her uh, her aquarium. <laughs> she looks like a fish. <laughs> or like a like a praying mantis or something like that. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, give it a shot. It's it's like a tight ninety, pretty much. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, nice. it's like hour forty seven. So you know, a little bit more of that. But sounds like an hour. That sounds like a tight <laughs> one ten to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, I. It's not the one I'm going to talk about, but another one that I watched this week. Because uh, you brought up Succession, um, Zola, uh, Nicholas Braun is in it, and he's like the best part. He's oh, is that the movie that's based on like a Twitter thread? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it was all right, but he was he was good. He was the yeah he was easily the best part. Is he the he plays he like the pimp? No, he's the boyfriend. Okay. Of the of the girl of the girl that she's telling the story about or whatever. Oh, okay. Okay. So he like gets left at the hotel while they go like do yeah, their thing. Yeah, they go on like a cross gets, country like, trip and it's insane or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was yeah. The movie itself was fine. There's a lot of stuff that annoyed me about it, but he was good. <laughs> he plays like a you know, a dude who's trying to be like it it's it's like cousin Greg trying to act like somebody from Detroit or something like oh, that. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I was going to say about the menu real quick. I did, oh, yeah. I almost didn't recognize him, but the main, one of the main dudes, I think his name is Nicholas something. Holt? Holt. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I know that I, he was in it. I was like, why do I know this guy? He was in Warm Bodies as the zombie or and mm-hmm. uh, Mad Max, the the bald guy oh, yeah. that, that sprays his mouth. Yeah. Did you see uh, The Favorite? Have you seen that one? Because he's in that too. We <laughs> So we started The Favorite and then, I don't know, some, I think we were watching the, I think it was the night of the Academy Awards. So we were watching the Academy oh, Awards. Okay. We were kind of bored. We turned on The Favorite. We got maybe like 30 minutes into that. And then on Twitter, we saw that Chris Rock had gotten slapped by Will Smith. So we stopped the favorite and we turned the Academy Awards on and watched that. And we haven't gone back to the favorite yet. Oh, okay. (laughs) So we'll get there. Yeah. And he's in that, he's in that movie. Did you watch that trailer for Renfield? Renfield? No, Chloe's obsessed with that. Oh, really? He's, he's the main character in that too. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah, uh, so I I'm trying to catch up on my movies from the last few years because I haven't done a you know my end of the year video thingies since my decade list. Uh, so yeah, so I'm gonna be watching a lot more recent movies until I get caught up. And one of those that I watched is a uh, Zappa, the Frank Zappa documentary directed by Alex Winter. Um, yeah, Bill from Bill and Ted. Um. Uh, who has done that? He's done a few documentaries before. Yeah, but this is the first movie he did one on the I've Panama seen. Papers. Yeah, which is yeah. yeah. The Bill from Bill and Ted did this documentary about the Panama Papers and how like because that's like all about like rich people basically offshoring money, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is yeah. So it's like all right, hell yeah, I'm on board. And then yeah, he did one on like crypto oh back really? in like 2015 too so kind of like early huh. early crypto days and yeah um yeah but i'm i've been interested in in that one in his crypto and i've heard about that one before but uh oh he also did smosh the movie so uh there's that <laughs> like the youtuber <laughs> yeah oh. um uh but anyways this one yeah it's uh it's it's cool. It's it's one. So it's one of those like uh, I don't know if the if that's like an actual term, but I call them like archival documentary mm. where it's like it seems like recently there's been a few of these where, you know, they just somebody is just given access to just all this unused, unaired like footage of a person or like project or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's Peter Jackson did get back, which was on like the recording of the Beatles final album, which is kind of a lot of that stuff had been under like lock and key for decades because they just, I don't know. They were sensitive about the material. Um, but then they're just like, yeah, do it. So, um, and that was this, he got access to a lot of Frank's like just home recordings or just like, you know, just stuff that's, that's like, hasn't been seen. And, um, uh, but funnily enough, like compared to Get Back, where like I feel like I have s- just over the years I've consumed a lot more Beatles uh, media mm-hmm. um, 
be it like, you know, demo tracks or just like, you know, behind the scenes stuff or whatever. And I felt like there was more new stuff in Get Back to me than there was in this, in a sense. Even though I'm sure that like a lot of this I hadn't seen like the exact clips before. It's just a lot of it was like, like early on, because it's like, you know, it's mostly like just a chronological yeah history of frank zappa's like career um right it's kind of like your stereotypical documentary it starts with like oh this is him as a kid here's his parents and then how he started getting into music and blah 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 and that's i mean like a lot of that early stuff i'm like it just feels like i'm watching like baby snakes you know like the in between the music stuff where it's just like oh there's some people backstage and they're all fucking they're high and they're doing weird shit and like it just a lot of it just kind of felt like that so it was like it's still fun. And like, you know, I still like the chaotic, like energy of it all, but, um, it just felt like stuff I'd seen before. Did, um, uh, did you read the book? Did I lend you that? The real Frank Zappa the, book? The, yeah. I read that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, my copy of that is like beat to shit. I've let people borrow <laughs> that and like, yeah, it's pretty rough, but I like that. It's like my, it's like my, my Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, <coughs> yeah, yeah, I, and I mean, like, go ahead. I, I, I was just gonna say, like, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not like harping on the movie too much because, I think, I think Frank Zappa is a very interesting fellow. Um, <laughs> I think he's he's very well spoken, so he's just one of those guys that's just interesting to hear rattle off about like any random topic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. But the most that I was kind of, like, engaged with it was, like, the later stuff where, um, uh, basically where he was kind of, uh, like, the mid to late 80s stuff. Like, post-Valley Girl, um, where he's got involved with, like... The PMRC and uh, the the hearings about censorship and record labeling. Yeah, that, and then he's also the, he also becomes, like, the cultural ambassador for Czechoslovakia, I think. Oh, interesting. Um, So it shows him, like, going there, and he's talking about, like, how different that kind of celebrity is to being a a rock star celebrity. Um, And, like, that, yeah, like, that stuff I didn't really know about. The PMRC stuff, yeah, I'd, I'd seen, like, those, but that's always fun to watch you know yeah <laughs> um his uh his interviews from crossfire from like the 80s they show a couple of those yeah so, he he decimates those guys it's so <laughs> yeah. good like he just he walks he runs circles around them it's it's great yeah, yeah. he uh he had a very um he used like rock and roll music more as like a function of getting paid to make the music that he actually wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Cause like he's way more into like classical compositions. Like I'm sure, I'm sure the doc gets into it, but like his last album that I think he put out while he was alive, or maybe it came out posthumously, but it was recorded while he was still alive was the yellow shark, which is like these, it's like orchestral interpretations of his songs. And like, okay. He was basically yeah. like he I think he only it was like three nights and he only made it to like one of the nights. But like when he was there, he like he got like a 20 minute standing ovation. Yep, and that's he, what I was thinking. I think he, he conducted a few of the songs and uh, he does the whole thing. He conducted the whole thing. 
Okay. At least as far as it's to, because that's what I, I was wondering if that's what that was, because that's the that's basically the final thing of the movie, yeah. which was really I was like super into that. Mm-hmm. It was, and like, yeah, you don't get that side of him that much, but it was like it it starts and it's like this is like his final concert performance or his final live performance, but he's yeah. just conducting. He's not playing obviously Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's yeah it's just it's him on stage conducting like any other conductor but it's like it's so interesting just to see this guy that you know as this other character just like oh yeah concert conductor and then yeah it's just it's it's really cool and uh kind of like you know emotional um one of uh well, there's like there's some there's some like late in life interviews with him, probably like maybe a year before he died, where he's like mm-hmm. full beard, like he sounds he sounds pretty damn sick. And there's yeah. like I don't know if this is in the doc, but there's like a question that someone asks. He's like, well, "How does Frank Zappa want to be remembered?" And he's just like, "He's like I don't I don't care, like I don't care about that." Mm. And it's just. It, it's kind of rare to like because usually he's a very like iconoclastic sardonic sarcastic guy who has kind of a uh, answer for every sort of question but like later later in his life you know i think he was more sincere because he he had a pretty combative relationship with like the press and journalists and writers because they all panned his work or like made fun of it or like Mm -hmm. they you know they you know, Don't Eat the Yellow Snow was like his big hit and he was thought of as like this novelty artist mm-hmm. despite having like such a huge body of work. So, you know, I, yeah, some of those interviews later in his life are pretty good, but also pretty hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what that that was like another bit that that stood out to me because that kind of they show part of that interview I mean, there might have been a couple, but there's one in particular where he, yeah, he has like a full beard and he, he sounds like weak Mm -hmm. and, um, it is a very like candid interview. Um, and, uh, and then like, there's a part where like, I don't know if they had to break or whatever. Um, but he has to like, he gets like a transfusion. He gets like a blood transfusion, like as part of it. And this may have been just like, I don't, I don't know if that was aired or they just had this because they have the archive stuff or what, but yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, she asks him like, you know, how are you doing? he's like, okay. And she's like, she's like, uh, some good, some bad. And he's like, yeah. And she's like more bad. And he's like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've seen there. Yeah. Some of that interview is on YouTube because I've definitely seen that before, but did not okay. see him getting the transfusion, which is funny because yeah. there's an album of guitar solos that got released called Transfusion, like T-R-A-N-C-E. Oh. It's all it's all like guitar solos and shit. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I could go I could go on and on about about Frank. Like, yeah, <laughs> I know way too much about this guy. Uh, I mean, I remember seeing that inter- that uh, documentary being announced. I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool," but there's like, there's been some sort of ick with the uh, Zappa family <clears throat> trust. I don't know if you knew about like the fight between Dweezil I... and Ahmet, and like who has rights to what, and like that kind of shit. There was like a big legal battle that was going to happen. I think they've since made okay. amends, but for a while, okay. like Dweezil couldn't tour. They wanted to like. 
Dweezil That's couldn't right. tour using yeah. the Zappa name because it's like it's like my it's my last name, but it's trademarked, you know. Right. Yeah. I don't know like the specifics, but I know there's a lot of yeah, a lot of like personal was, strife or personal beef with the family. Was Joe Travers in it at all? Do you know what I'm talking about? He's kind of a uh, kind of a balding dude, black hair, vaultmeister. I'm not sure. They had a lot of a lot of the dudes like Steve Vai, yeah. Ruth Underwood. Uh, oh, I saw on the list uh, uh, Ray White was in it. Yeah, Ray White. D- I'm thinking of. Adrian I, Ballou was in it. Too. Oh, Adrian Ballou. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray White played at State Grounds Coffee House with Ed Englerth. Really? In like 2007 or eight. Wow. He, I think he li- he lived in Michigan for a while. And I think mm. him him and Ed played like Summerfest or something like that, but uh, there was there was a show where Ed and Ray White played guitar together at State Grounds for like two and a half hours, and like I got a guitar pick from him. Weird. I got like a he was giving guitar lessons, and I have a business card that's like Ray White guitar player songwriter whatever, and <laughs> there was a typo on it. It said part of oh. Frand Zappa's band. Oh man! <laughs> but you know, my dad brought some records down and he signed them, and like he was really cool and he hung out. And then two years later, he got drafted into Dweezil's band and was like playing in Australia and Europe. I was like, uh. that's the that's the guy that was at you know the Hastings Coffee House. Yeah, it was kind of cool. That's cool. Um. Yeah, now that I think about it, like none of the kids are in it. Gail is in it, but none of the oh, the that's kids weird. Are in it. And I wonder if that's because Gail died in twenty fifteen. What did she? Oh, you know, maybe. Okay, I didn't know that, but I had wondered if some of the interviews were like archival, like older. Yeah, not because definitely some of them yeah. were because some of them looked older. But okay, okay, then yeah, I guess that was. Yeah, that was probably another one of them. Some of them definitely were like Ruth and uh, maybe it was um, the other dude. Uh, Ruth and somebody else are definitely new because there's uh, they're kind of commenting directly on things that are happening. Like Ruth talks about like how she was there at that final concert and like she like gave frank a a note or like a letter like uh saying like how much she like or how much he like means to her and how much she's like done for the world or whatever it's it's mm-hmm. it's pretty yeah it's it's pretty that part like almost made me like tear up because she starts like crying she says that he like never really expressed gratitude that much but he like gave her a hug there and that was like a big moment i guess mm. Yeah, and that was like one of her like last memories of him. Yeah. Um, and then there's a part where her and another guy, I can't remember who it is, um, play. Maybe it's they do they do like a piano duet on maybe it's Peaches and Regalia, but I could be totally wrong. Oh, and okay. then after they finish it, you can hear it's the only time you you are aware of Alex Winter's like presence but you hear him in the back he's like you guys fucking killed that (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome yeah Yeah. (laughs) with with ruth that was like a big deal because 
I think Frank figured out how to <clears throat> mic a marimba. Like he figured out a way oh, to like okay. mic it. So because like marimbas are a huge part of like his his music. Like uh huh. Especially like the Roxy era performances or like Peaches and Regalia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because you're talking about, like, a lot of the Zappa stuff you feel like you've already seen or knew about. Musically, they are still putting out, like, yeah. a, a shitload. Mm-hmm. Like, there there have been several albums over the last couple of years that are, like... Well, they put out the full Roxy, which is, like, seven discs. The full oh, unedited, yeah. unoverdubbed, like, you hear what they hear material. Uh-huh. And then they put out, I think it's, like eerie something eerie like a bunch of live shit basically but they're all uh-huh. like seven or eight discs like three nights worth of music because he just he has that shit he has it archived in his basement like it's which yeah. like lady gaga yeah. lives there now did you know that at his house where like where the utility muffin research kitchen in in california there was like a it was really weird timing, uh-huh. but like I got a YouTube recommendation from like this guy who I think he visits like famous grave sites. That's like his kind of deal. Oh, and okay. he visits because like Frank is allegedly buried in an unmarked grave. Like he doesn't have a headstone oh. or anything. Again, oh, he didn't know. care about being remembered. Uh, um, right. <laughs> but he goes to like the house that Frank and Gail lived at. And I think it's off, it's off Mulholland. It's not but it's like kind of in that windy area. And because uh, I remember seeing the Zappa house going up for sale a few years ago. I think after Gail mm-hmm. died, I think they just kind of sold it. But I think the studio still functions and I think Lady Gaga uses it. But apparently, yeah, she bought his old house. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a part fairly early on where you because I because I, like I knew that I knew that they had been like, you know, like I feel like there's like multiple new releases like every year of his mm-hmm. music. And and like every time I'm like I'm like, okay, there can't be like and I know some of it is. It's just like, you know, like live recordings or just like remasters. Sometimes it's just that, like remasters of old albums or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, there's like a part fairly early on where he's just like he does like kind of a little mini tour of his archive and you're like, Oh Jesus Christ. Like <laughs> no, yeah, he, no, it's no, crazy. He really, he really does have all that stuff, like, like TV nuts. performances, like TV appearances. Like, yeah. I'm pretty because, like, people always when they talk about like live taping, they always mention like the Grateful Dead. Like, there's a huge archive of like the mm-hmm. Grateful Dead recordings and bootlegs. But I think the only other artist that could like rival them would be Frank. Like, yeah. And also speaking, it's it's funny that you mentioned Get Back, like the Beatles and Frank, because Frank very famously parodied them with uh, oh, We're yeah. Only In It For The Money. Mm-hmm. And also there's a little bit of, um, <laughs> I don't know what the word is, but there's a little bit, there's a, it's, content, it's contentious who released the first double album because oh. I think people for a long time thought it was the Beatles with oh god what year did the white album come out do you know 68 i think it could be 67 okay because freak out the mother's first album mm-hmm. is a double album and i think that's the first double album that ever came out but i think people assume it was like the beatles oh 
I mean, this says that, at least Google just says that Freak Out was two years before. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if that's true, it seems pretty cut and dry to me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, they touch on the, the that Beatles spoof thing. And it, it sounds like he's had, like, you know. He didn't have beef as, with the Beatles. He had beef yeah. with, like, hippie culture. Yeah. That's, that's kind of that's kind of what because he I think he thought it was like inauthentic. That was like his whole thing with like mm-hmm. hippie culture and shit because he did uh, he did collab with John Lennon. Was yeah. that in there? Yeah. Did you read it's did you read my there's like the first line of my. Yeah. 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 With my, Yoko. <laughs> Yoko's in it. <laughs> yeah. Because again because Frank released that material and then Lennon released that material in uh, sometime in New York City. Mm. and Frank says the names of the songs that they're performing, but Lennon didn't know. So, like, on, on Lennon's release, it's called, like, Jam Rag or oh, some okay. shit like that. Just, and like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, but, like, Frank was like, no, these are, like, my songs that, oh, you're, wow. that, you're, that you're on, and he just called them, like, Doo-Wop or Jam Rag or whatever. Wow. But there's there's the one that's just, like, I love you, baby. Please don't let me go. And then Yoko's like, ah! <laughs> it's... I ca- none of that came through on the oh, microphone. Okay. Well, like... <laughs> when you listen okay. to the audio, it'll be great. But it's 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 Yoko just wailing. Yeah, yeah, you get some of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's the, it's the same as it ever was. So, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, that. That's that's it. I mean, you know, for you, I like it's it's a definite like hard recommend. Like I think anybody who's like a fan of Zappa would enjoy it, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it, honestly, if you're not familiar with him, I would also recommend it. If It'd be you're like just, a good like, primer. Curious, yeah. I think it's a really good yeah primer if you if you like aren't you know if you're like oh I've I know this guy like I've heard his name because I know he's, don't like, eat a, the yellow snow and valley girl. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that's it. Um, He's kind of yeah, like Weird Al, like, right? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can touch on it a little bit. This can be a long one. Okay. We actually okay. have to watch the third one today. So <laughs> I was going to ask. I hadn't seen your if you guys had watched that one yet. As soon so as we're done with this, we're going to eat potato soup and watch the third one. Nice. Which is nice. four and a half hours long. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, we uh, over. Kind of like Christmas, New Year's. It was New Year's Day we watched Fellowship of the Ring. And then, like, I think we had that Monday off, so we watched Two Towers that Monday. So, yeah, we're Mm -hmm. watching the extended Lord of the Ring uh, editions. They're on HBO Mm -hmm. Max, which is kind of cool, because I have, like... the extended ones are. That's cool. Yeah, because I think we just have, like, the DVD extended editions right now. But Uh we've been watching those. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. They're really good. Yep. Like, yep. it, I it, saw you gave two towers a nine. Yeah, that one. That one might be my favorite one. Yeah, so, that's yeah. I, I, they're I think, all they're all easy tens for me. Yeah, it's like unlike, like I would. I feel like usually, like in memory, I, I've been like you know thinking of like the original Star Wars trilogy. I give those all tens, but that's with the caveat of like nostalgia and like yeah, right. they're not like really tens. But Lord of the Rings, I think like nostalgia or no tense like yeah. across the board in my opinion they're yeah impeccable 
like yeah, yeah probably gonna give masterpieces. Return of the King a ten. Probably gonna oh. you know max out my stars on that one. Yeah, because like the, I I did I did watch the extended cuts in like a single day in yeah. 2019. Like before COVID hit, we went to Casey's house for like oh. 13 hours and watched them all. <laughs> it was it was it was ugh, it was an exhausting day. I don't know if I can remember any of it just because it's like after a certain point your brain just kind of turns off because it's like we're going on hour 13 and I'm you know I'm yeah sleepy. that's that's what we're gonna try to do that this year because we watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy every usually January just yeah. like winter mm-hmm. so kind of want to wait until it gets snowy again um, yeah but. I suggested to we're gonna try because I've never done that in one in one day, <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to give it a go. So either for our because our anniversary is next weekend, yeah, um, we're either gonna do that or we're gonna go like get dinner and go see Puss in Boots. <laughs> <laughs> nice, um, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I wish I had more to say about the extended trilogy other than like it's, it's they're they're good movies. It's, I, I feel know. like eventually we're gonna get we're gonna do the trilogy for the show. So yeah, yeah. At some maybe like maybe episode a hundred. I don't know. <laughs> we just Something. do trilogies for like our anniversary I, episodes. That, that's kind of yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how long we could you know keep that going. But I mean, I will say like it is insane how perfectly casted those movies are. Like yeah. every role is just like, like I, it, it is because <laughs> uh, apparently Christopher Lee originally wanted to be Gandalf, uh-huh. and it's like you're you're too evil looking, yeah. Like you're you're too like because I like literally he's like into death metal, but it's mm-hmm. like you're too scary, and it's like Ian McKellen is like it's it's just the, the perfect role. It's in like yeah. every single character, even uh, what's his face as uh, the worm tongue. Uh, oh, Brad Dourif. Yeah. Which yeah. I was like, Chucky. I was like, who is that? Yeah. But I remembered him from the X. There's like what, an X Files episode. Oh, and, and one and Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. But he's just got one of those faces. I was like, yeah, he does. Like I yeah. instantly recognizable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, perfect, like, it, like just the level of effort and detail put into, like, just every facet of those movies mm-hmm. is just, yeah, you could, yeah, e- each one of them deserves, deserves their own episode or more, really. Like, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, they, you, you could just talk about them endlessly. There's just, there's just so much good <laughs> yeah. in those I wish my only thing is I wish that there was like a little icon on the screen so I could see what's in the extended cut and what's not. Cause like, uh, yeah. Cause like, I'm so bad at that. Cause like I saw those movies when they were in theaters. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. I was like 10 years old when mm-hmm. like fellowship came out. So like, you know, I don't, I don't remember them a ton. You know, I saw them all in theaters, but like, what is this the first time you've seen them since then? No, or no, no. You no, said no, no, you no. saw them. Yeah. I saw them in theaters and then I kind of saw them sporadically and then we watched them a couple years ago, like all okay. in one day. So I've seen them a few times since then. Okay. I remember seeing Return of the King in theaters like pretty distinctly. 
even though I think I was like 13 yeah. or 14 at the time for that one. I would say so too. That's the only one that I really remember in theaters. But yeah. Um, also, like one of the few, like I feel like high fantasy adventure movies to ever win Best Picture. Mm-hmm. And a is... third movie in a series. Yeah, yeah. They, they, the Academy famously does not like sequels. <laughs> right. I think the only other one to win is like Godfather Part Two. Yeah. Two. I think even Godfather 3 was nominated, but didn't it win. Was it was nominated. Yeah. yeah. But that's like, um, you, they they were like, well, we we have to, right? We might as well. Yeah. 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 But yeah, um, so as soon as we're done with this recording, we're going to go watch the third one. <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah. I Yeah. I'll, I'll just... I'm going to just tell myself that we'll we'll get to it eventually cuz otherwise I know I just keep like oh yeah but also this also this did you know this Oh <laughs> speaking of Star Wars there's oh, a sure. joke in disaster movie where oh. they're like oh hey aren't you that aren't you that guy who ruined Star Wars cuz they oh, think he looks yeah. like Hayden Christensen did you look up his his IMDb He voices Anakin Skywalker in Clone Wars Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's I like he like literally after this movie came out, he goes on to do a bunch of Star Wars shit as Anakin Skywalker. The guy who like the main character in this? Yeah, Will. Wow. So like an unintended like prophetic joke. <laughs> like they they accidentally made like a deep cut joke <laughs> yeah yeah hold on where is it yeah star wars the clone wars from 2008 to 2014 wow. anakin skywalker wow that's yeah that's <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah he, something I mean, he, you also can't credit the writers with <laughs> <laughs> oh he's in the mandalorian too oh. that's funny. oh yeah i know yeah they've tons of like people from different star wars shit have cameoed in that show so that yeah surprised me yeah that much, it's I funny guess. oh he's also in the high fruct the high fructose adventures of the annoying orange uh, awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah that yeah disaster movie is like in every way it's it's the antithesis of lord of the rings it's like <laughs> put the least amount of work into into any aspect of your movie <laughs> um all right okay got a movie yeah a normal movie to pull from date movie cup yeah <laughs> You know, well, I don't think that I would put that in the in the category with this, but I <laughs> I, knew, I knew like multiples were going to come out when I did that, but I I was thinking during this I'm like I'm like okay, I I don't think I really don't think cuz we were kind of talking about it earlier last week. It's like I really don't think the early uh scary movies are quite this bad yeah because we were like we weren't sure i'm like they're probably not great but i really think i can confidently say that those are like marginally like better (laughs) yes at least better crafted yeah with like Um, actual jokes that aren't remember this yeah yeah 
Um, okay. Uh, next week. From 2004. Directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, watching The Aviator. Be a good one. Way of the it. future. Way of the future, baby. Hell yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Same. That'd yeah, be a fun be a good one. one. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> much, 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 uh, <laughs> much better than this week. Uh, looks like it's on Netflix and for rent on uh, yeah, Prime. And that's it. I, you can buy it on other stuff, but uh, but it's on Netflix. So nice. Uh, yeah, watch uh, watch the Aviator before next week's episode if you don't want to be spoiled for it. Uh, these episodes come out every Wednesday at seven p.m. EST uh, on Twitch and YouTube in video form, as well as uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, more. In audio form, we also have social pages on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, and that's about it. Um, uh, I am uh, not going to compare myself to a movie from this piece of shit <laughs> so i'm just tj kj spot jack cheese <laughs> uh and with me as always as always um i am using my platform to to put out a hit on jason friedberg and aaron Stolzer for making me watch this movie Right. For legal purposes, that is a joke. Uh, Nick, a.k.a. Dr. Funk on Twitch. <laughs> uh, Don't watch this movie if you already did. Don't. Uh, wait, how about we go, bye, bye, bye. That's in sync. That's in <laughs> sync's here. Bye, bye, oh, bye, audience. <laughs> the mar- they, they still have the marionette strings on. There they are. Remember, that's from a music video. Goodbye. <sighs>